I want to tell you a little bit about how life used to look for me. Because my life has changed so drastically that I can never doubt the law of attraction. I can never doubt that we are manifesting our lives constantly. I never need to because my life before was so different than my life now. And if you would have looked at me before, at the things that had happened to me, uh, the types of circumstances that I was in, you never would have thought that there was any hope for me. Like you wouldn't have projected in your mind that I could be where I am right now. So I want to tell you a little bit about my mindset, uh, what my thought processes were like at the time versus how they are now so that you can also change your life for the better, change it drastically, and blow away all the people in your life that don't realize that you are capable of such greatness. So the mindset I was existing in before, um, it was something that I was adopting without even realizing that I was doing it. I just sort of fell into whatever thought processes took the least amount of energy. Uh, human beings are lazy by nature. We tend to sort of just drift into things. You know, when you're not really paying attention to what you're thinking about or even realizing that you need to pay attention to what you're thinking about and feeling. You just sort of let your emotions run wild. It's very, it's a lot of chaos. Um, you know, I picked up mostly on the belief systems of the people around me. Most people are negative. Most people complain. Um, most people don't have very nice things to say about the world or what's going to happen next. Uh, most people talk about the news and the awful things that are happening they like to complain. They like to take on a victim mentality. I mean, just, just observe the people around you. Like You will see this constantly. You could just go into the park and listen to oh, overhear people's conversations, and you will hear people complaining. It is that bad. So if you're not paying attention to your thoughts and feelings, you are going to absorb all of this around you. It's like this, uh, this like group mentality of people who are not awakened to the fact that their thoughts, their feelings, their ideas, their mindset has anything to do with what they're receiving in life. So they're just kind of drifting along and everyone's kind of doing it together. The amount of people who are consciously creating their lives is so small, so minute. Um, I've heard it said that it's 1%, maybe it's even less than that. All I know is that it's not the majority. It should be the majority, but it's not. So I had no idea for many, many, many years, uh, for more years actually than I knew about the law of attraction. I just didn't know that my feelings had anything to do with the results I was receiving in life, that the things I focused on had anything to do with what was going to happen next. I didn't put the two together. Uh, my old belief systems, I held some pretty strong beliefs of struggle. Uh, basically that I would always work for someone else at minimum wage that getting a job was just hard, it was a struggle, that you had to know someone or else you didn't stand a chance. And this would continue to play out in my life. Like I would submit application after application and not even get a call back. So my beliefs were constantly being reflected back at me. Where the original lack belief started, I mean, who knows, but I just kept perpetuating the same idea and it just kept playing out, playing out. Um, 
They held the belief that it would be a struggle to pay rent, that it was like a scarce thing. Oh my gosh, how do I come up with the money every single month? It was this monumental thing. In fact, at one point in my life, I didn't even believe that I could earn enough money to pay rent. I believed that I would always have to live with someone else and be rent free or otherwise I would never be able to survive. And I held this belief for so many years. I lived in a basement that flooded for five years. And I honestly, at that time, before I awakened to this knowledge, I believed that I would be living there um, for my entire life. And I just couldn't, like I could not afford rent. Like the idea of paying $900 a month rent, which at, at the time was my idea of what rent would cost. Like that was such a large, huge number to me. And I even felt like paying someone rent was a waste of money. Like it was a waste of my $900 of hard earned money that I was making at minimum wage, that it would just be a waste of money. I would be throwing it away. And why on earth would I do that when I could just live with, with a family member, live with someone else? That it didn't matter, you know, if I was living in a basement that was not finished, that flooded, you know, that that was so much far superior to the idea of panicking every single month, that paying someone $900 a month, that that was a waste of money. So I didn't feel that I was worth having a place of my own. And no way could I own my own home. Like the idea of owning a home was like this experience that was completely excluded to me that couldn't be mine, that only happened to other people. Um, I used to hold the belief that I would have to use public transportation, walk places. I would have to get rides from people I worked with. Uh, otherwise, if I did have a car, again, it would be a struggle to make that car payment. And it was this feeling that you didn't want a car payment. So you had to get rid of the car payment as fast as possible, own your own car. It didn't matter whether or not your car would break down after that point, but you had to own it. You couldn't have a car payment or otherwise, you know, you were losing money every single month. Uh, but again, I didn't even hold the belief that I could have a car. <laughs> but if I played around in my mind with the idea of having a car, it would definitely be a used car. Like it was not a new car. Like new cars were not for people like me. Um, and the interesting thing was, is that, again, this played out. Uh, I went for a, a really long time without any vehicles, riding the train. And it's funny, when I'd ride the train, I'd even hold the belief that I'd have to try to not pay for a train ticket. So I would get on the train and like move all the way to the back and try to avoid the guy, you know, collecting the tickets because I held the belief that that was even too much money and I'd have to hold on to every single bit of my money that I possibly could because who knows, you know, when an emergency would come, when a rain, I would need it for a rainy day, that I had to hoard on to all of it. And the interesting thing is, is I never had money when I held this belief. When I held this belief, I, money would always escape me. So I felt like I had to cling on to it for dear life and it was running away from me faster than you could possibly imagine. Money was scarce in my mind. Um, you had to work every single waking hour. Like if you were not working in the evening, you were a lazy person. Uh, you had to work the night shift. You had to work two jobs, a minimum two jobs, preferably three. Uh, you definitely had to work holidays because you would get the holiday extra rate. I had to take advantage of holidays and, you know, that's where you made the extra money. 
uh, holidays were not, you know, a time for me to relax. I, I didn't feel myself worthy of spending a holiday, a day off. Like if I had a day off, it was because I had gotten the flu. Interestingly enough, uh, during this time, I would get sick a lot. And I think it's because I was just over overworking and I held on to the scarce, you know, this um, lack mentality, scarce mentality. So I would get sick so much. I would get these earaches where I literally couldn't hear. And this would happen to me so much. And the ironic part is, is that since my thinking changed, since my attitudes changed, since my feelings of money changed, lifestyle, you know, the lifestyle that was meant for me, I haven't gotten sick in years, probably since I adopted this attitude. So it's interesting how our physical bodies also respond. Um, but I just believed you had to work yourself to exhaustion. Like I believed this with such a passion. It was just ingrained inside of me. Like you couldn't tell me otherwise. Like I believed I would be a bad person uh, if I didn't uphold this type of work ethic. Yet I also believed it would never pay off. Like working to this level was just to survive. It wasn't to live a good life. It wasn't to have a luxury lifestyle. It was just to survive. Um, and, you know, there were luxuries to me. Like I would not allow myself to get a soda at a restaurant. Like it had to be water because the soda was money that was just wasted. Um, this was even if I was allowed to go out and eat in a restaurant, like I, I didn't allow myself to go out and eat like for years and years and years. And if I did, it had to be the fast food, you know, the 99 cent menu. You know, if I was to see a movie, which was also a luxury, it had to be during the bargain time. It had to be at the bargain theater, you know, the second run movies. I couldn't see it on opening day. I had to drive far to get the lowest gas price, uh, even though, you know, that time and effort driving probably costed me more money than what I saved. Uh, I remember when I did briefly own a home, which I did lose uh, in Florida. This was when I was struggling and I had inherited some money from my mother's death and I did buy a home, which I did lose. Um... I did want to repaint it. And at that time, I didn't believe that I deserved to go to the paint store and pick out a color. The only way I could repaint it was by going to this, uh, it was like a place where they dropped off old paint next to a landfill where they dumped off garbage. And so you had to drive there like through the landfill. And then you would go and you would get all the paint that was like, um, had been discarded, colors that people didn't want. And the reason why I thought that this was the only area, you know, the only way that I could repaint my home was because it was free. And I didn't think I was worth uh, anything. Like I didn't think I was valuable enough to spend my hard-earned money to just go get myself a gallon of paint in a color I actually liked. I had to pick from the colors that were there that were, that were left over. Now, the reason why it's so important to mention all of this is because this would consume my mind 24-7. Like there was so much of this type of thought process that there was no room for anything else. Um, all of these things constantly played out in my life. Like examples of me being worth only this would constantly show up. And again, I would work myself to death and never have anything to show for it but debt, a broken down car, I was constantly losing things, 
I filed for bankruptcy three times. I was in foreclosure twice. I had so little money and was struggling so badly. And it never once occurred to me that the source of all of this chaos in my life was actually happening from within. That what I was experiencing within myself had to be reflected in the screen of space outside of myself. Like what was happening inside had to be reflected on the outside. It was just merely a a duplicate, a mirror image. That's all it was. Like there was never anything hard, nothing ever tricky about this. The problem was, is I adopted these scarce mentalities. Most likely, I'm guessing from my family members, from my mother, who was so sweet and so wonderful, but had a terrible lack mentality in terms of money and lifestyle. And like, I just absorbed these things. And then I would interact with people who felt that same way. And it it just kept replaying over and over and over and over again. And the interesting thing is, is that I've always kept journals. Um, I take after my grandmother who would every single day write down just basically the events of life. You know, however mundane, it didn't matter. She would just keep a a living record of who she talked to, what she ate, what she did, what the weather was like. And so after my mother died, when when I was in my early 20s, I started doing this. In fact, I even started doing this when I was younger. But after my mother died, I started sort of a tradition of doing this daily. And I have journals (laughs) that date back all the way to that time. Some of them have been lost, unfortunately through the many moves, through the much chaos in my life. But the ones that were digital, you know, the ones that I recorded on a computer when I finally had a computer, which took me forever because, again, I felt like the only way you could have a computer is if you went to the library and used the free one. So I did not hold much of a belief about me, about what I could have. Now, how did this all change? Um... You know, I, I again, I look back on my thought process and it was happening so mindlessly, so aimlessly, like there was no direction whatsoever in the types of thoughts I was thinking. I was just letting the world around me almost dictate what I could feel. And again, if you look at the world, the majority of the world, it's lack filled. People are struggling. They have it hard. And This is what I was absorbing because I didn't realize I had a choice. I didn't realize that my thinking had anything to do with what I could expect to receive. Now, during all this time, you know, I was a hard worker, very ambitious. I tried things. I tried businesses that would constantly fail. Like the reason why is because I would try ambitious things, but then still retain this old self-concept this old feeling of lack. I wanted so badly to get out of my situation, but I thought the only way to get out of my situation was if I, it it felt like something external had to happen in order for it to change when the internal part had to happen first. And, you know, it didn't click for me until I just happened to come across this information and it made sense. It made sense that you could change circumstances in your life. I discovered it in terms of a love relationship when I was brokenhearted and searching for a way to change it. And I just came across this information by accident. 
it, well, of course it wasn't any accident at all. I was finally ready. And I can honestly say that because I had kept all of these journals and I could look back and I could see what I was thinking about, what I was commenting on, what I was focusing on, it made so much sense to me how if I just altered these things, how it would change. And I really tried it as an experiment because I figured, you know, what on earth do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. And I would urge you to do the same thing because seriously, what do you have to lose? Like if your life sucks right now in all different ways, if you are experiencing any of the things that I was experiencing, if you are noticing yourself commenting and having these judgments of such lack and such scarcity, you know, take this as a wake up call to just hit the pause button. Like, let's just stop focusing in those areas. Because honestly, if you are working hard to improve your life, yet still holding on to all of those old beliefs, like you are never going to get ahead. You are never going to be able to catch up because the two things don't align. You, your inner self has to align with what you are trying to achieve in the outer world. It's merely a duplication. Otherwise, there will just be an invisible wall up. You know, the good that you want to achieve cannot reach you. Like it's literally prohibited from reaching you until you decide to just hit the pause button and be like, why am I reinforcing this idea that I can't drive a new car? Like, why is that, why is that experience excluded from me? You know, I have nothing in my life to show right now that I have the means to buy a new car, but why is that experience excluded from me? It's not, it's not. Like, I even kind of felt embarrassed by the idea of having a new car, almost like that was a waste of money. In fact, the term waste of money would go through my head so many times, like Starbucks is a waste of money. Uh, delivery fee to have your food delivered is a waste of money. Eating out is a waste of money. Like, I would only shop at Walmart because I had to buy the generic brands. Otherwise, it was a waste of money. Like the term waste of money would just, I, I can't even tell you how many things during a day I would comment on that this was a waste of money. And it's not like nothing is a waste of money. Money is just energy. Love is energy. These are resources that are limitless. They are unlimited to you in abundance. You are meant for them. So break down that invisible wall and you do this by first understanding what your thought process is. Like, what are these judgments you are making on the world around you? And how can you just decide to stop saying them? Like, it's hard to replace those negative uh, assumptions with positive ones. I don't want you to do that. Like, if you try to start flipping around your negative thoughts to positive ones, you're, you're just going to lose your mind. It's going to feel exhausting. You're not going to get any results. You're not going to feel better. But if you can just, like, when you feel the urge to say, life is hard, ask yourself, can I maybe just not say that? Can I maybe just kind of take a pause and just, you know, think of kind of a blank space within me instead? Now, my thought process is now, which again, didn't happen overnight, but it happened through trying to understand exactly how negatively I was thinking, why I was doing this. How could I just start putting less emphasis on those sorts of ideas? 
And then interestingly enough, like the good assumptions will just take their place because you are love, you are light, you are perfection. So basically the kind of motivation that I live by now is I try to see nothing as unreachable, unreachable or unattainable. Like right now I'm making uh, a multiple six figure a year salary. I want to attain higher than that. Like I want to make seven figures. I want to make eight figures. Just because I'm not earning that right now doesn't mean those experiences aren't available to me. It just means I haven't gotten there yet. And that's okay. So, you know, the best thing to do is to feel all experiences are available to you, even if you don't have them right now. And to also try to find gratitude for what you do have. Even if it's small, even if you currently don't have a job, just give thanks that you're alive. You're breathing. You have choices, options. You have new possibilities. You know, you are existing in this knowledge. That's exciting. Uh, I try to approach the world in a very calm manner. Very calm. Knowing that anything is movable, shapeable. So any circumstance I see in my life, like, I don't fester in it. I don't let it overwhelm me. Before I let my emotions get the best of me, like I don't let it overwhelm me because I know it's movable. I know it's changeable. I know that, you know, if I could just calmly understand what it's trying to teach me, heal from it, it will just dissipate and it will change into what I really prefer. And it is a stepping stone to what I prefer. So I don't look at anything as flawed. I don't have bad days. You know, I don't look at things as cursed. Um, some people say things like, oh, this is cursed. Like, why would you say that? Like, why do you want that to play out in your life? Why would you make that assumption? Um, again, money is energy. It's an idea. It is something that can flow to you in such abundance. Um, there's no scarcity in this world. Don't let anybody tell you that. There's no scarcity of love either. Love does not have to be hard. You can be with the person of your dreams. Like, why settle for less? Everything is limitless. Uh, the experiences other people have are available to me too. Like the people who have reached higher levels of success, I'm happy for them. I don't find jealousy in seeing people that have things that I want because I know they're just examples that I can have them too. Like before I would find such jealousy in people that had new cars, people that had homes, uh, people that had families, husbands that loved them. Like there was such jealousy because it felt like I will never have that. They are different from me. How did they get so lucky? Why wasn't I born with that luck? Like I would, it was like, woe is me. Uh, I see myself as a trailblazer now. I can accomplish anything. I don't let anyone else dictate what I can have. If someone laughs at my dreams, oh, well, it doesn't matter to me. I remember when I made the um, intention to get a hundred thousand subscribers. That was a few years ago. And I know at the time people were laughing at me because I had like 20,000 and even people have even admitted to me when they, when they saw me make that announcement on my channel, they didn't think it was possible, but I did it anyway. In fact, I'm almost at 200,000 now and mark my words, I'll be at 5 million. Like why go for a million when you can have 5 million? And feel free to laugh at me. Feel free to not think it's possible. As long as I think it's possible, that's all that matters. So if the people around you think you're, you know, naive, uh, it doesn't matter. Have that determination within you. Your higher self will lead the way. I pay attention to my mental activity now. Like, I don't just let it run wild. Um, 
I allow myself to pay attention to what I'm thinking about. I understand. Uh, I don't fear any thoughts. I calmly approach the ideas in my mind. I try to direct them peacefully. Like think of yourself as like an orchestra conductor and you're, you're directing all the different components and you just try to flow with it. You try to listen, understand, you know, what, what excites me? What do I want to think about today? What do I want to dream up? I never let fear dictate my decision-making. Anything is possible. I trust in the voice of God and my higher self. I trust in my dreams. I trust that I am walking on the path to them. And I learn and grow along the way. I'm going to leave you with a really great quote by Neville Goddard. Disregard appearances, conditions. In fact, all evidence of your senses that deny the fulfillment of your desire. Rest in the assumption that you are already what you want to be. For in that determined assumption, you and your infinite being are merged in creative unity. And with your infinite being, all things are possible.